Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. All right, we are back to another Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing very well as Roma dismantle Frosinone in a performance that was nothing short of superb. We will get into that in a moment here. Uh, of course, thank you to all of our wonderful patrons at Patreon. If you'd like to gr- uh, join the group chat, patreon.com slash Roma Press. And of course, on YouTube, like, subscribe, all of that good stuff. We greatly appreciate it. At IS Roma Press on all the social media platforms, that is where you can find us, including, again, YouTube for the video version of the podcast. Andy, this was, I said in my post match episode, um, it's going to sound like hyperbole. Let me just begin with that uh, uh, warning, okay? It, it will sound like hyperbole, but I view tonight Roma winning 3-0 over Frosinone, away from home, a place where you have discussed it ad nauseum, and we have said it on here ad nauseum, Roma away from the Olimpico have been nothing short of crap. And that's probably putting it nicely or mildly this season. Uh, Tonight, that was so impressive for a number of reasons. First First of all, I thought the maturity they showed tonight was admirable. Coming off last weekend's defeat against Inter, typically this would be the, the, the stretch where it all comes to an end. This is right about the time. Uh, it, it seemed a bit premature in uh, mid-January when it seemed like, oh, season over, huh? This right about now, mid, mid-February to early March, this is right about the sweet spot when things when the shit usually hits the fan. If we want to look back between February and March, this is where all of the fun generally begins. This is where the storm before the summer typically begins to form. And this is generally where we become uh, the depression right amongst uh, Roma supporters uh, peaks during this time of the season. And it would have been very easy to prepare yourself mentally and frankly, even physically and emotionally uh, after last weekend for that stretch to begin. However, they lose at home to Inter, league leaders. They have a very bad second half, good first half. You can easily make the case that that, if, that result should have been a draw. You can easily make the case, in my opinion, that they could have won that match with just a couple of uh, application of a, di- a couple of different things in the match. Now, fast forward. First leg against Feyenoord, away from home. Very mature performance. Again, I think they could have and should have won. Still a good result in the first leg. And then tonight... Okay, in a match that you can, again, you can probably label a trap sort of game. It's after the first leg. It's before the second leg. You would be uh, almost in a way expecting Roma to really piss themselves tonight. And they don't. They don't. They do everything right. Uh, Particularly, again, I said one of my gravest concerns has been this thing where in the second half, just they have a a complete capitulation under uh, Daniele Terossi. Tonight, though, man, uh, 
I don't know what to say because they they dismantled Frozenone after the break. And the first half, which wasn't great by any means, but they didn't play great and they still went into halftime with a 1-0 lead. I don't even know where to begin because I, I, the, everything about tonight I loved. I mean, that's not uh, notwithstanding the fact Leandro Paredes scoring a goal, I can die happy. Uh, Hoisin scoring right before halftime. And then De Rossi taking him out, I thought was one of the most, one of the bravest, one of the most uh, uh, understand, like, just smart. That was such a smart substitution. And you would not have... The guy just scored a goal. He's a youngster. You know, you would think, okay, you know, stick with him. You know, he, he made some mistakes in the first half. It looked like he was uh, uh, bound to receive a, a sending off uh, on multiple uh, actions that he uh, and duels that he got involved with. But you know what? I, I thought the maturity and the the recognition of Daniele De Rossi to realize that, you know what? Yes, he scored a goal. Yes, this might, this might be a good moment for him, but I, I, I need to pull him off. I need, uh, I need more of a, a reassurance at the back. Man, I, you have to applaud him for that because, again, the guy just scores just before halftime. You have all the momentum now going into the second half. You would not think logically, let me take off the guy who just scored the goal. Everything about tonight, I loved. There was not one thing I didn't like. Svilar, I was so, so happy to see Terossi start him. You and I both said he should justly be rewarded for what he did against Feyenoord. And again, given how poor Rui, uh, or I should say Pui Ratiricio has been this season, um, you, you have to go with Svilar. I also said in the, in the uh, post-match reaction podcast, one of the things I said was, uh, forget about Rui Patricio and his struggles this season. At least with Svilar, again, you, you have the element of the unknown quantity. We have seen him in spurts. Uh, could there be something here? It's worth exploring because everybody knows Rui Patricio. His bags are already halfway packed. He's halfway out the door already. Uh, he's not here beyond the next few months. It's over for him at Roma. You, you lose nothing by trying to see what you have here in Svila. Worst case scenario, okay, the guy remains a quality backup option. Best case scenario, hey, wow, maybe we don't have to purchase a goalkeeper now this summer. Maybe we can turn our attention to a, a, a different role that we need. Maybe we can invest that money uh, into a role uh, that we know we clearly need, but we can perhaps acquire a better player now because we have more funds to put towards that acquisition. I, I everything about tonight, Roma against Frozenone. I liked everything. There was not one thing I didn't like. Uh, above all, the maturity though in the character. I, I I don't know. That was a seven minute rant of me saying everything I liked. I, truly, there was not one thing I did not like tonight. And the maturity, the character, the balls, man. I just you look at you look at the team of tonight, and you juxtapose it to the one that was at San Siro. Uh, uh, one month and five days ago, and it's, I, I don't know whether to be scared, happy, uh, uh, mesmerized, I'm, all of the above, that this is somehow the same group of players. I, it's astonishing to me, but clearly they are responding to Daniele De Rossi and they are, they are playing for him. 
we could not say that one month ago for uh, Roma under Jose Mourinho. I, I, that's the thing I recognize most from all of this, man. They they are responding to him. They are. They are responding uh, to me. I, I obviously I I uh, I will not. Uh, you know, in order to make this podcast engaging, I can't go on and, and say the things that you say. And also, I I do not uh, agree that uh, tonight was perfect because I I still think that mm. you exposed yourself far too much in the first half. Uh, first you half, yeah. you made a, a lot of uh, mistakes. I think obviously the 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 lineup was a bit uneven, perhaps a bit too. Uh, too different, although the weak points were actually the players that are supposed to be the staple of, of the lineup. So Lukaku and Dybala were just not there. The guy who was working his ass off from the first until the last minute, and I was very happy that he got to play the full game, Sardar Azmur. Yes. Uh, there, are, there are a number of positives that we can talk about. The first half was not good. The fact that you're 1-0 up, it's just because you got lucky with Dean Huizen pulling some, something out of his backside, like you like to say, and uh, and completely changing the course of the game for you there. You know, that's that's luck. And Daniele De Rossi knew that he got really lucky <laughs> in that instance because he was he able did. to go into the dressing room and look at the situation a difficult situation, but still from a vantage point. A vantage point of one nil up in a difficult environment with all the uh, the, the home crowd uh, whistling and booing uh, Din Huizen, which is apparently what got him the yellow card. Um, mm. The one, the major positive about this is that we got it wrong in the first half and then we made up for it in the second half. Uh, the substitutions were spot on. Somebody like Pellegrini continues to be a pivotal presence for Roma. The moment he comes in, Roma change completely and, and become dangerous, become more organized. They see the goal more and it just, the, 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 the team flows better with him on the pitch in the second half. With, with Miles Villar, it's, it's simple. Miles Villar gives you the opportunity to go 1-0 up first because if Frosinone... Get that shot of the, the one shot that now you go see probably on social media circling around, you know, um, where Zviar gets, you know, gets a really good save on it. It's not a brilliant save, but he gets a really good save on it, which is not something that Rui Patricio would have done in that instance. With Rui Patricio, you're going down 1-0 one, uh, to Frosinone, and perhaps you're not able to make a comeback. So... There are many small things that, in the end, made a, a big difference tonight. Um, they just showed. Oh my God! I, I have the zone on, man. Did you see what uh, you, our good friend Eusebio, had to say? <laughs> I, I, oh my God! This, 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 this fucking dork, man. Um, I, <laughs> you know, I've said, you know, I, I, every time, every time I stick up for anybody on this podcast, they come, they go, they come out and say something stupid. Uh, he, he's, oh my gosh, in the zone, man. These guys, I, I know it's not the cream of the crop here. Same thing with Sky Sport. I mean, your expectations have to be at an all-time low. But this is why I hate Italian television. Nobody pushes back on this stuff. Uh, he's complaining about Hoisin uh, and his lack of respect for that uh, for that celebration and then he says that the result tonight was exaggerated i i just i i, I did he think they deserve to win um 
Well, you can argue that the I... result is too heavy for for what Frosinone I think showed tonight. The result is definitely too heavy. Again, John, we can't fool ourselves. The first half was bad, um, and you are in the position that you are in because. Things fell your way tonight. You made it happen. In the second half, you were the one to make it happen. But the fact that you were able to do it is primarily because, first, you took a chance on Miles VR, and that was fine. Then you had a lot of luck. There was that situation where uh, it was the ball was inches away from, from going into the back of our net. Um, Miles VR does, does that save. And then Hoisen turns full Cristiano Ronaldo mode. That's why. That's why. If you're Di Francesco oh. and you've prepared this game, and I mean, this is a guy who's coming off a, a whole streak of losses and is going into another game against Juventus, so I can understand his frustration from that point of view. I mean, they had. Uh, I have to pull up the exact stats. Um, yeah, Roma XG of almost two. Feyenoord, frozen on a. 1.6. I'll, I'll put them on the screen when, when I have the full breakdown of it. But I mean, it, it seemed like they had what 25 to 30 shots in total, but I, I, the shots on target had to be similar. Yeah, seven to five uh, in favor of Foros and Nona. Listen, I, I just the stats, all of this stuff, I, I say the same thing. The, the statistics, the data, it says 10%. Of what actually happens, you have to watch to get a full understanding of the rest of the ninety. It might be slightly exaggerated, but but this this doofus man, I I don't know how he is trying to. And this is why I can't stand him, man. It, I I don't know if you caught it, and I hope I hope somebody, um, assuming they had the exact same feed as I did for the zone. Um, there was another meme worthy look of Di Francesco where he just does the the wide eyed thing where his mouth is kind of a gape and it's like he has like a slight smirk to it just a meme worthy stuff i mean the guy is a walking meme he he looks like a cartoon character um listen i i'm not going to sit here and say tonight was perfect but l here's why i loved everything too because you almost uh, said it at the beginning no, of hold the on. Uh, no 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 <laughs> hold, hold on did is saying uh, is saying everything that as to why i'm referring to it uh, the, the performance itself is not perfect what i am saying i loved everything from tonight that uh, is if you say the the, the tactical self-awareness that this guy has he said it, he's saying himself right now i didn't like uh, uh lukaku and asmoon together so he changed it up um Listen, this is at least the level of self-awareness that, again, for anybody who had the displeasure of watching him was spot. He, he is showing at least growth from what he did during his very brief time at Spal. Now, again, I'm, I'm not going to hold too much of that against him because Spal ended up being relegated anyway. I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself about uh, dear friend Joel Tacopina. Maybe he got some things wrong. Um, but he is showing growth. And this is what I said in the previous episode. It, you know. When you look at Roma, many of these players, uh, there is the hope and the willingness to see them grow. Very rarely do you have it where you also have that feeling with the manager. Because again, Jose Mourinho, this guy is a finished product. This guy, you know what you are getting with him. He, he is a known quantity. We do not know what we are getting with Daniele De Rossi, no matter how much somebody wants to say otherwise or how much somebody wants to argue against that feeling. Uh, we do not know what we are going to get from him. I mean, 
against Feyenoord. He he even comes out and says, "Yeah, I made a mistake. That that goal of Feyenoord that was my mistake, and I take responsibility for it." He has a level of self awareness that at least gives you the hope that he can make adjustments. And that was one of my biggest complaints uh, with guys like uh, uh, Paulo Fonseca, even Eusebio Di Francesco, just no plan B, no plan B, no adjustment. He is showing growth in that. And that is what I like that. Obviously the performance tonight wasn't perfect. That first half was horrible, but I, uh, I loved everything I saw from tonight. I thought everything tonight in terms of a response was damn near perfect. Again, for De Rossi to come out, and I know this is not going to seem like a big deal, but to have him openly admitting his tactical flaws, his technical mistakes, I, I, I think it is impressive simply because we did not see that much with Paolo Fonseca. We obviously did not see that with uh, Jose Mourinho. I mean, it's at least refreshing to see that the guy uh, is able to admit fault recognize mistakes and by the way is not afraid uh, after making mistake to rectify it i thought the thing of asmund playing behind lukaku the second i saw the team sheet i thought was odd to say the least i did not expect it to be a, a, a very uh, a champagne-esque football uh, I, I I don't know how he envisioned that uh, pairing working in more of a 4-2-3-1 situation i i just don't think asmund possesses the characteristics to play in that role. But he recognized that. He changed it. That's what you want to see from your manager. I mean, I don't want to see the guy continuing trying to fit them the square peg in the round hole. I, I mean, he he recognized there was something wrong and he rectified it. That seems like such an elementary level thing to be uh, pleased about, but I, I just can't underscore enough. I, there are managers, they, they will just keep going and going and going, no matter how wrong it appears to all of us who are watching. Okay, they will continue with it, but not him. And I, I don't know. I really appreciate that. I, I do. I, I mean, to to raise your hand to say yes, I, I, I completely messed this up. But he rectified it, or he at least attempted to rectify it. I, I mean, I can't find fault for the guy, and I have to applaud him for that because we didn't see that much with Jose Mourinho. Uh, yes. Well, that's you know, it's uh, it's probably what what. What Mourinho's fans will 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 dig up the fact that uh, now oh, you man. know we 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 have I'm going to have to change who, my address now. De Rossi, who basically in every interview he seems like he's apologizing for something. You know, he's like, "I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. I made this. <laughs> I did that. I shouldn't have done this. Oh my God, please don't you know don't hold it against me." Which is a complete turnaround from from whatever preceded him. Um, you know, for better or worse, tonight I think. Exactly, we got a bit of a of a mix. We got De Rossi wanting to give uh, a chance to some players, wanting to uh, try things out. Obviously, wanting to give a breather to some players after after uh, after Feyenoord. But the thing about this uh, is that what stands out is exactly the reaction the reaction the the ability to read what works and what doesn't work for you and not persevering which is diabolical right we can all agree on that persevering is diabolical you make a mistake fine you persevere that's your downfall right there tonight 
it was close again because there are some moments in this game where I thought, oh, this is where Roma are gonna slip up. This is where Roma are gonna, you know, they're gonna turn off and uh, and and nothing good's gonna come out of it, right? I mean, you 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 were basically begging Frosinone to score, and Frosinone this season, you know. Obviously, they've been in sort of this weird state of limbo, which a lot of these teams that fight relegation get themselves in because the other teams are so bad that they're not as bad, but they're bad. And so they've their results have been missing, but they're a good team. And Di Francesco is doing a lot of good things, I think, with them. And Roma were almost inviting Frosinone to take advantage. So... In my opinion, in any other day, playing away, I mean, if, if you take Roma and, and you put them in this match in October or November, you're finished, kaput. You're going back home empty-handed. You probably get humiliated along the way, and you have Di Francesco being hailed as the next Pep Guardiola. But tonight, it's it's all about the lucky stars, and not even the lucky stars, because again, you take a chance on Miles VR. Miles VR shows you something against Feyenoord. You do the right thing. You put him in a position to succeed. You put him in a position where he can reassert himself, where he can gain that much needed confidence, that much needed stability and consistency. That's what matters. You know, the fact that you identify what works, what doesn't. And, and that's why I try to say, and, and I've gotten a lot of hate recently. I mean, we, we, I, I posted a clip on our social media about, you know, what I was asking of Daniele De Rossi and, and, and what he was delivering. And, and I had a lot of angry responses saying, well, Mourinho was also doing it. The problem in, in the last portion of Mourinho's tenure and what leads us to this place and why we're talking about this particular match even though it had so many mixed episodes, is because the team with Mourinho in that final phase was persisting in all the wrong things. Here, we have a a clear example of a game where things are not working out the way you intended them to work out. So what do you do? You go back to square one, you pull some strings, you say, well, what's not working? Well, Lukaku's not working. Okay, take off Lukaku. We have a striker. Who is going through a great spell right now? Well, Pellegrini, okay, get him off the bench. Back into the game. Back into the mix. Hoisen, Hoisen, 45 minutes, great, but he's got a yellow card. You cannot rely on an 18-year-old center back on a yellow card for the remainder of the match, right? Especially with their home crowd whistling him and targeting him, right? So you have to take him off. You, well, you, we, you, we have to explain, too, for, for the, the gesture that he made. Yeah, well, well, we have to explain. If anybody is confused as to why Hoisin made that gesture, uh, just to go back to last month's transfer market, he, he was quite literally this close from going to Frozenone on loan. In fact, they had everything in place. The deal was there. The contracts were, were uh, all of the documents were about to be signed. And then Roma, they come in late and the deal uh, with Frozenone blows up and he goes to Roma. Uh, and the rest is history, as I say. But if, just in case we need to give some background or people are confused as to why Hoisin was receiving uh, the whistles, that that is why. But sorry, you, you continue. I didn't mean to interject like that. No, no, it's, it's fine. It's, and that's the, the, main, the main conclusion is something is not working. You adapt. For me, that's the main takeaway from these first few weeks with, with, uh, with De Rossi is that through that 
the the understanding that hey, this is an, an an unexperienced coach, we can we can still see through the process that leads Roma from playing a bad first half to playing a, an extremely positive second half, and it's not something that I've 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 seen much of in over the last year. It always Roma always played according to some mysterious rules that nobody had access to. Whereas here, De Rossi is openly sharing the the the, the all the intricacies of of what's going on behind the scenes. Hey, I tried to do this, it didn't work out. I tried to do that, it seemed to work. Now it does. You know, at least we get a clear idea of where this team is at with De Rossi in charge. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, and I said this in the previous episode, I, regardless of your thoughts on Jose Mourinho, that all see obviously very strong opinions. Okay. <laughs> on the, on the former, even if you again, have a Twitter account dedicated to the guy. Okay. It, you can't watch what we saw tonight. You can't watch what we saw, what we saw against Feyenoord and convince yourself that this team is, playing with the same effort, the same conviction, the same maturity. And that truly is the thing that confuses me in the same way that it also excites me in the way that, okay, well, clearly there is much more to this team than what we saw in the first five to six months. Clearly they are able and should be expected to be at a much higher level than what we saw. Um, but there's also the concern of, okay, well, why did it take the dismissal of Jose Mourinho for them to pull this out? Where do you come out on that? Does that, does that bother you? Does that uh, concern you in any way? Because I, I, I can't continue watching these uh, superb performances, results, and forget what I saw at San Siro, man. I, I know you and I have brought it up a number of times since he left, but... That felt like a funeral at San Siro. And here we are one month later, and it just, it is still hard for me to come to terms with the fact that this this is still the same group of players. It is not as if in January they they, uh, they sold 20 and brought in 15 new ones, okay? They, it was just a few. I can't find an understanding behind this thing. There has to be something so deep and something that was so broken that we just, is it simply that, that there were, there had to be stuff going on that was far worse than any of us could have known. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I have no other explanation to, to, I think, but listen, but it's not like, you know, it's not like this team changes into a super team overnight. That doesn't happen. No, it's not happened. No. That's not what, what is going on right now. This is still a team that uh, lacks a lot because tonight, if you were consistent and if you were a team that knows exactly what it wants to do, then you would have closed the match within the first 45 minutes. Instead, you had to claw your way out of a really difficult situation. Uh, so it's not like, you know, this team was sitting back and not allowing its brilliance to come out because of Mourinho. It's just that sometimes things break along the way. Something broke and uh, it could not be repaired. And what we're seeing now is De Rossi putting the pieces together in a different fashion, you know, and 
And I think he's picking things that work for him. If somebody's responding well, right, right now, Zviar is going to get the start. And Derossi said, listen, even if he even if he doesn't do as well as he did today, we will still have faith in him and we will continue to start him. Why? Because the guy is giving you a, something to look forward to. Uh, same thing with Paredes. Why does Paredes continue to start? Why is now he the p- pivotal player in the lineup? Because under De Rossi, he's been responding well. Lukaku was not responding well today. Okay, you take him off. You try something else. That's that's a, that's what I think. I mean, I, from a personal point of view, that's what I was looking for. Because uh, I never expected this team to go on a run and, and resemble uh, Napoli last season. No, obviously not. But I, I did expect this team to at least make it clear that they are willing to figure things out. It was not there. I don't think that was there in the first half of the season. Um, I never had the, the, the sense that the team is aware of what it can and cannot do. It almost it always seemed like they were drifting in some fog, uh, trying blindly to 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 get on the right path, which cannot be done if you're not if you're not being put in a position to succeed, and if you're not motivated enough, and if you feel like something you know something's nagging at you, and yet you are being asked to do the same thing over and over and over over again then it's never going to work out here with De Rossi he's the first one in line to question himself question his own decisions so you as a player immediately look at this differently because you're seeing a guy who you know is not that much older than you um who quit who quit playing football like uh what uh, four years ago so you are there right with him as he goes through this process and and it's okay. Like this team is still allowed to fail. I, you know, people will set these expectations for them. Obviously, the club sets the expectations of reaching top four. But the reality of the matter is, this team is limited. But this team right now is trying to put all the pieces together and see if they can if they can come up with something, you know, because clearly the first list of ingredients and the first jigsaw puzzle was not in place. It did not work. So now you're left with all these ingredients and you have to come up with a new recipe. And tonight it was the clear example of a cook who is trying to amend the situation that he put himself in the first time out. Right. And so, and you're okay with it. You you have to be okay with it because you have to make progress. You can only make progress by making mistakes. Thankfully, it did not come at a cost tonight. You still come out with three points, a performance that was uneven. But I think ultimately it, it gives you all these individual elements that are encouraging. Miles VR, you got Baldanzi getting his first minutes. Uh, you got Sardar Moon being rewarded with a full match in different positions. The next thing I want to see is Chris Smalling potentially back with the squad in a larger capacity. Hussein Wawar, can he be the trequartista for for uh, for De Rossi? So and on and on and on. And these are these are all the steps that now we have to we have to try and enjoy ourselves because listen, there is what there is thirteen Serie A match days remaining. So correct, you, you are you're not that far off it's three months three and a half months and the season is over so at least let us try to enjoy the process 
of becoming the team that we weren't at the start of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that there is, I think the labeling of it as a process is definitely correct. Now, again, I, I understand your point of view on this. I, I just, the thing I have a difficult time reckoning uh, reckoning with is I can understand tactically, technically, okay? Uh, you know, we uh, Roma thrive better in this uh, formation versus that of Jose Mourinho. Uh, uh, we didn't have a, a, a guy at the left back at our disposal who could cross the ball. I, I understand those technical aspects of it. The, the conviction, though, I think anybody would admit, if you look at them tonight, the way that, the way they fight, and even, again, just the um, uh, ferociousness, I, I can't think of a better word, that they had about them. It just They have a different air about them, and I have a difficult time coming to terms with, you know, where you can do that tonight. You, you can feel that pumped up, that, that motivated, you know, like it's frozen on it, but you can't do that against at San Siro under the lights against Milan. Um, that's the thing that concerns me. I, I mean, forget again, forget the technical, the tactical, all, all of that stuff. Is this simply like De Rossi getting something from these guys or is it, Something was clearly broken with Jose Mourinho. He's not here anymore. Okay, John, but what are we talking about here? We're talking well, about we're going in circles. Doesn't matter. I, I understand it's we're over. going in circles, but, but I still need some sort of clarity in regards no, to that. No, you don't. Because, you man, don't. I, no, you don't. What are you do talking about? Because, because we have to put up with this. Uh, we, we have to put up Who with. Who cares? You know. It's over, John. I'm yeah, not asking I mean, you because now they're struggling. To, you know, they're, I'm they're, not they're struggling asking to you be to... in fourth. But I'm not asking you to relieve to relive the 2013 with Zeman and Andreazzo. I'm not asking you to to analyze what went on there. Who gives a crap? You know, it's over. But, but, it's done. It happens. It's it's I the do, nature though, of because football. Because look at the table, man. This team, okay. this team is playing. It, it, it would have been playing even at 60 percent of their level for 75 percent of the season. So I'm asking you to play at half, essentially half of your level. For, for three fours of the season up to date, they would be sitting at fourth w without any competition behind them. I mean, oh, I don't know. At, no, I don't know. Oh, no, that's a bold man, man, look, look, that's look at tonight. Look, look, no. look, 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 look at the claim. results from this match day. Yeah, yeah, tonight. And, and then look at what Bologna have Verona, Genoa, Napoli. I, I, I just, I, I look at these teams chasing for the fourth, fourth position, and I think to myself, you're not doing paper. better. You're not doing better than Bologna, my friend. No. You're oh, not. Okay. It's it's no. You're not doing better oh, no. than Bologna. You're not doing better than Bologna. If you I'm think sorry. that Bologna, I... Bologna, right now, what they're doing now, you know, you can. I I was even uh, tempted to call them a fluke, but what they're doing now is is what a, a well organized, well oiled machine does. So you're not chase. You know, you're chasing <laughs> them from the get go. Bologna are a team. Roma were not a team. But that comes down to so many factors that we've been through since preseason, throughout all the debacles in Genoa and, and God knows where else where we lost and were humiliated and we, where we didn't look like a team. Okay, it culminated in, against Milan at San Siro. Fine, but that's it. You know, and it, this team, again, it's not... It's, it's not far from perfect. It's not just waiting there for anybody to come in. It's not like you call in Mazzari and Mazzari will get this team off and running. You're not going to call here. Serse calls me and he's going to come. In. No, 
the occult then De Rossi, and right now for De Rossi it's working out, and De Rossi has the right intentions, and De Rossi has the right ideas. But that's it. It ends there. It's uh, it, it, it's we're talking about what are we talking about? We're talking about a team that supposedly was underachieving. Well, yeah, sure. You talk, you show me nine points in in all away matches. Nine points. That's what Roma had before. Uh, the, sorry, eight points before De Rossi came in. So that's horrendous. But that's how it goes. Like this is. It, it comes down to so many things that went wrong. It's needless to go over them. Does the team have the potential to do better? Sure, because you then you see these, these performances where it's clearly there are signs that are encouraging signs. But let's not make it out like I just said it, John. I said it many times. Let's not analyze this team the way we analyze Mourinho's run because this team is playing entirely differently. It's run differently. It's managed differently. The objectives are different with De Rossi, for sure. The, the Europa League is not an objective. I can assure you that maybe you can play with dignity, you can play, you know, with, with courage and so on. But if you crash out of the Europa League, it's not going to be held against anybody. So we have to realign ourselves. This is the new reality. This is the new Roma. I understand what you are saying. For me, though, it 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 creates a a bit of regret because I see what I saw tonight, and I compare it to for, for, forget last month at San Siro. Go back to Liguria against Genoa. Okay, I I just look at these times where it's the same players. Okay, it's the same players, and you get nowhere the level of effort, nowhere the level of malice, nowhere the level of conviction that we saw tonight against Frosinone and. You have to, when you look at the table, I always say that when you are in the spring, you always regret the points that you drop earlier in the season, okay? When you're sitting there, as we are now, second half of the season, you always lament so much more the points you drop early on. Go look at Roma early on in the season. What was it? One win in the first six rounds? Something like that? Yeah. Genoa, Mila, Salernitana. Yeah, I I mean, for me, no, no, it, it, you can't have that. You cannot have that. And to be here now, to see Roma, I, I, I mean, listen, man, if, again, the match at San Siro and uh, in Liguria lives still so vividly in my mind. I, I mean, those were, the, the, those, those two matches there was no team there was um 11 corpses on the pitch wearing uh ice roma shirts that's all it was and then i looked tonight man look at that celebration i have after hoises scores that goal man just the the, uh, the motivation and i compare that again to to any number of matches in the previous three months and it's wait, 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 wait. What, what about the celebrations against Monza, against Lecce? I mean, that you celebrated there. You were happy there. You celebrated with the whole team at full time. You ran to the fans. You were crazy. Everybody was happy. Everybody embracing, whether it was El Shirawi or Lukaku. No, the team was always there. It's just that some it oh, was it's, uh, the, the team was the team was always there. You the, you yo, can't tell uh, me that. Man, I don't know how you could say that. Look at that midfield tonight, and even in the last weeks, man. That 
Oh, but, but what are we talking? About? You're talking about celebration versus the performance, and that doesn't make any sense. So celebration is celebration. The conviction that they play with the 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 the, the, the level of interpretation they of play the... with this because they finally have an idea of what the hell they want to do on the pitch. So it comes down from somewhere. Well, Somebody has to tell them what to do on the pitch. That's how do they not simple. know what to do on the pitch with the same manager that they had the previous two seasons? That, that that's exactly what I'm saying. How, how do you not? How do you not have that because same level? If, because because if listen, last season the team was different. You lose Matic, you lose something. For Mourinho would be the first one to admit. For Mourinho, probably when Matic left, Mourinho cried more than he cried. I don't know when he got spanked as a child. Okay, when Matic left, something died in Mourinho. And for Mourinho, Mourinho is the first person that you you, t- you take away something from him, he's not gonna readjust. Even something as simple as trivial as not having Matic, as not having Roger Ibanez, how many times was that used as an excuse for Roma not performing the same way or as good as that or this or that? You know, we cannot do this without Matic. Without Matic, it's more difficult. Ah, with with the, the whole story of Ribanez was well, he was so good at man marking. Now we don't have anybody who can do it. The whole idea behind Roma conceding so many goals was that was that Ibanez was not there. So. If you have somebody, it comes from the top. And it's not that the players are not to blame, obviously. But if you're not willing to readjust, that's what we're talking. This is the whole podcast about today. It's about a team. It's about a manager willing to readjust. That was not Roma for the last eight to nine months. I would argue even before Budapest, the team was not readjusting. The team was just yeah, sort of going into that. They were drifting, you know. I agree. So that's and it goes back that long. Finally, we're not we're talking about a team that has an idea of what is being asked of them. It's as simple as that. Players need it. It's not it's not one, two, three. You give that same Napoli, that same exact Napoli that last season was blowing past everybody. It looked like they were the Golden State Warriors in their prime. This year, they're 10th and they can't score. They have the same number of goals in the last 13 games as Monza, which is eight goals. This team that was so devastating offensively with with the same roster, but but two different managers, completely gone. So that and that has to count for something. Fair enough. We're not going to continue this discussion. We will end it there. I I, I will put the moratorium completely on the talk of Jose Mourinho then. We will end it there. Uh, second leg against Feyenoord later in the week. So we will return uh, after that match. Fingers crossed. Roma should go through. Let's see what happens. But until then, ciao.